Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's going on, man? Ah, good. Matt's not here today in the studio because he is self-quarantined. Yeah, you know, we had that little trip to Disney planned, so uh, we went, uh, and it got cut short, and here I am stuck at home. Quarantined because you Quarant- went on a plane, you were surrounded by a lot of people. Don't do I hope you didn't wear your Dynasty Nerd shirt and just get, you know, just, just over, over swamped in there with just high fives. I mean, ironically enough, I did wear it twice to disney uh wow. two different shirts and wow. i was dodging high fives left and right it was a freaking disaster but <laughs> you know a lot of hand sanitizer later and i'm i think i'm i think i'm gonna work yeah be safe out there people watch those nerd shirts you know you don't want to get the uh, the covid and uh hope everybody everybody's staying safe hopefully everybody's listening to this podcast in the comfort of their own home and uh you know self-isolating and kind of not really going out going out amongst people if you don't have to don't be those people on the beach uh, mingling with everybody else and spreading this virus. It's a, we're in unique times, and you know, lucky for us as dynasty people, where I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Man, what what am I going to do with all this free time?" And we're all sitting there going, oh, <laughs> "I got so much free time to study these rookies. It's going to be great. It's going to be great." I mean, yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I, I, you know, we're all hunkered down at this point. Nothing left to do but study. I guess, yeah, you know? it's unreal that like I am. I am being, I'm home as much as I can, more than I've uh, usually am, and I still feel like I don't have enough time. It really blows my mind. It, it does. Like I'm well, always, it, I'm always getting ready to watch some new film in the Dynasty Nerds film room, uh, trying to get caught up with free agency, which we're talking about today because we were scheduled to talk about tight ends, but thinking that free agency doesn't start till today, which this show comes out on Wednesday, we record on Tuesday nights, but uh, in reality, all the all the big free agents are gone. Yeah, man, it happened fast and furious, and it was, you know, it was a couple of days ago where I, I kind of got the feeling like, hey, this thing might really hit pretty quick. I was like, you know, I, I think I sent, I think I sent a text like two or three days ago, like we might have to do some free agents, and then we kind of planned on doing a half, a half and a half show, and then as more of the news came out, it just ended up being enough that it was going to be too hard to get it done in you know one of the shows we're gonna have to do basically both shows on the free agent yeah so today's show uh we're gonna talk about the free agent quarterbacks and the running backs and then for the nerd episode we're gonna break down the free agency tight ends and wide receivers of course for the wide receiver episode we'll talk a little about this when the david johnson news comes up for the worst trade in the history of the nfl when the the gm slash head coach bill o'brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins on a very good contract for a running back by the name of David Johnson, uh, worse and a second round pick they got back too. But it's the worst trade I've ever seen, pretty much in the NFL. Uh, what say you, Matt? I mean, it was. I mean, it was terrible. I, I it was. It was one of those ones that I, I was just shaking my head. Like I didn't understand it. I, I figured there had to have been more coming the, the way of the Houston Texans via the trade. And it just never materialized. That's all they ended up getting. Like a second round pick and David Johnson. They gave DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick. So yeah. it's, it's, it's very bizarre. Um, and, and I, I just, 
I still, you know, it's one of those things where it's not official yet until the league year starts. So who knows, you know, if they try to throw in something else or something else comes out where, you know, maybe we don't have all the information, but I mean, as don't click it, don't click it, don't click it. Exactly. Who knows, man? It just seems, it seems totally bizarre. Yeah, if Roger Goodell was a true good uh, GM, he would uh, definitely look in this trade for collusion. Uh, something's fishy around here, but you know we'll talk about that when we get to those guys. Uh, so today we're talking quarterbacks and running backs. There's a lot to talk about today. It all affects your dynasty team for sure. So we're going to dive in here. But before we do, let's take a word from our sponsor, and that's DynastyOwner.com. If you think you could be a better GM than Bill O'Brien, which I'm sure anybody out there that listens to podcast can be, this is your chance to prove it. You know, not only can you be a better GM than Bill O'Brien, but you can also be a better head coach than Bill, Bill O'Brien and just be better at fantasy football. And this is your chance to do it at dynastyowner.com. They're the only padded fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts with the new CBA uh, cash and intake. We're going to talk about that as well or not today this week. Uh, we got more games coming and bigger contracts as well. You can manage your team from all levels from owner to general manager to coach dynasty owner is for the smart, the elite, the fancy football player, the guy that thinks they can do it all to put together an awesome NFL team. This is your chance to do it. There is no off season with dynasty owner.com. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters and every contract matters. Come on, let's do a startup. And for the 2020 season, they're filling that those leagues up quickly. This is going to be their launch after their great beta test. You can do some rookie mock drafts on there. You can do all kinds of mock drafts. You can win weekly prizes seasonal prizes and compete in for the chase for the ring and win a great prize there the mobile app is in development and will be ready for the download for the ios and android just in time for your rookie drafts this may hopefully we have the rookie drafts in may which it all looks that way right now mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers to learn more and mock draft for free go to dynastyowner.com now matt before we get into this free agency um the cba did pass we're looking at an extra playoff game this year. And more importantly, for the fans community, we are getting a 17th regular season game. They say that could start as soon as 2021, which means, of course, that will start in 2021. Because anyway, these owners can get more money in their pockets. This is what they're going to do. Matt, what do you think about for the fan? Would you would you say as a, a fantasy commish, would you with the extra game say, yes, we have more fantasy games. Let's add one more week to the regular season. Or are you keeping your games the same where mostly it's a 13-week season and then weeks 14, 15, 16, you have your playoffs? Or are you going to bump that back a week? What would, you, what would say you right now if I'm the GM? Say, hey, guys, let's put this to a vote. Do you guys want to keep everything the same? Um, you know, risk fewer injury to that late that late season championship game, or would you guys like to add one more week of fantasy? Matt, you're first to vote. What say you? Um, so this is kind of a tough tough thing for me because until you see it played out, um, it's it's kind of difficult to say like, hey, I'll make a blanket statement like, hey, we can definitely do this because the one thing that comes to mind is what happens if somebody is so far ahead now that they're that they really are more inclined to sit because this is an extra game it's going to uncharted territory especially for year one of it so i may i may take the conservative route and say you know if it does get implemented in 2021 maybe just keep everything the same for that first year just to see gather a little bit of information on that last week 
the, the you know the theoretical week 18 which is everyone's 17th game just to see exactly how if it plays out the way the NFL hopes and it's making you know a more competitive end of the year or if somebody has separated themselves so much and they've got a, a locked up spot you know as a number one seed per se you know because they're they're going to be the only ones getting a bye week is just the the, the two number one seeds there's just a lot of moving parts you know what I mean so I I might take conservative route obviously the more fun route is to say let's see how this happens let's roll the dice, let's throw another game in, let's bump everything back a, a week. But I, I probably am more inclined to take a conservative route in year one. Yeah, I'm okay with that, saying, hey, let's just see how it plays out this year. We'll add an extra game next year. We'll all vote on it again. Obviously, just put it to a vote. Let the league decide. You know, it's a, that's, what the, that's what a good GM does or a good commission does. Um, you know, I, I always recommend as a GM or the commissioner of the league that you really don't do much that because it's all should be a dem- democracy. Everybody gets to vote, hey, Anybody have a rule change? Let's vote on it. Anybody want to do this? Let's vote on it. It should always be a group effort. The the, the commissioner should never be Vladimir Putin saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do that. And there's nothing you could do about it. So I agree with you. I do not mind waiting one year just to see how it plays out. So you'd be looking at 2022 to do that. I am excited, though, that we are going to have more football overall. We're going to have one more extra playoff. It gives you your team one extra chance to get into the playoffs. Um, as a Browns fan, that's music to my ears for something that never, ever gets to the playoffs. Uh, I haven't been in the playoffs in literally 18 years, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about one less preseason game. That's fantastic news as well. So I'm going to watch all that trash. Basically, no players sitting out there. And of course, I'm also excited about you know, just NFL as whole that we're not going to be like witnessing a good Christian girl and see a holdout. So this is all good news um, from our perspective of just being football fans uh, to see that there's going to be no holdout there and the opportunity to extend our fantasy football season as well, which, you know, anytime as dynasty players, you know, we could be involved in fantasy football. It's always a good thing. So uh, let me let me ask you a question because I was you know obviously I was away for a little bit so I didn't hear all the details I was, was kind of like running running around like a chicken with my head cut off a bit there at Disney. Um, did they expand rosters? Did they talk about a second buy? Did they do any of that kind of stuff? Uh, there the will NBA? there will be there will be no second buy. We're going to go from fifty three man rosters to fifty five man rosters, but the team must carry eight offensive linemen, and there will be two more taxi squad. Uh, roster spots as well, and there'd be no. I think there's no penalty for moving guys back to the taxi squad or pulling guys up or some, something on those lines. But we will so get two more, two more roster spots. More of a pipeline there. Yeah, yeah, more of a pipeline there for you know for each individual team, which I think makes sense. If you're going to ask, you know, everyone across the league to have an extra game, there's just going to be more injuries. It's going to be harder to maintain, you know, the the, the everyday roster if you don't expand that kind of stuff. So all, all those kind of rules make sense. I, I was just curious. Yep. And we get the extra playoff um, game this year, which that's going to be right away. And again, the, the 20, the 18 game, 17 game schedule uh, is not going into effect until next year, which is going to be 2021. Uh, and of course, you're, right. yeah. And, and, and there's also news that they've um, canceled the NFL draft in Las Vegas. So if you're planning on going there, that's kind of a bummer. They're still going to hold the draft. They're going to figure out how to do it uh, remotely and make it a TV event. So there's no worry there. NFL is still on schedule, but it looks like we are going to lose OTAs this year. Uh, so there's going to be no early practicing. Probably going to roll right into training camp, Matt, which is going to be you know early August, late July, uh, until we get these which, guys on the field. Is gonna, 
Yeah, which is going to make an impact, I think, especially for some of these rookies, um, because that's a lot of that stuff is is made for them, like to learn learn the playbooks and kind of hit the ground running once training camp starts. So if they're not going to have any of that kind of mini camp or OTA type of activities, those guys are going to be at a major disadvantage just from a learning the playbook and a you know getting a taste of the speed of the game type of stuff as well. So it might have a trickle down effect where where some of these some of these rookies have a little bit of a slower start than we would have anticipated in a normal year. Same thing for the Giants, Browns, you know, these first time head coaches where, you know, they get, they usually get to start OTAs early Browns be able to get in there like early April. And now that's all being pushed back as well. So um, a lot to go on. Everything changes on a daily basis. It's hard, it's hard to predict anything at this point. Um, I've been telling my wife that we've been talking about, it. it's like, Oh, what's going to happen next. It's just, I keep telling her everything's just going to keep getting worse. Things are going to get worse before they get better. So, you know, like I said, if you stay home, stay home if you can. It, it really is that important just to kind of slow this thing down just so we can get football back quicker. Honestly, do it for the game. Do it for me. Do it for Dynasty, you know? Uh, do it for the game. Really, honestly, I mean, I the, the, the quicker this gets turned around, the, the quicker we get things back to normal. Um, so, you know, just do what you can on your end. It's we got a lot of rookie tape to walk here, watch here. So make sure you get on DynastyCenters.com. And you, if you need something to do, there's never. I know there, this is going to be some tough times, definitely financially. But if you have an extra three bucks laying around, there's this is the best time ever to jump and join the nerd herd. Just because if you're locked in the house and you're starting to go stir crazy, we've got the best release possible for you. And the nerd dynasty nerds film room to get ready for this 2020 class. You know we have film of every single rookie that's in this class, so you can watch their games on cut up for you. So now that we're going to break them down and get right back into this next week, talking tight ends, rookie tight ends. Then we're going right into running backs after that. Um, to get the extra podcasts and get all the in-depth breakdowns on the players, you can also get it visually as well. So make sure you check that out and join the nerd herd today on dynastynerds.com. And make sure you subscribe to the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. We have a lot of good content that we're kind of slowly that we haven't released yet. Right now we have the rookie breakdown um, film room on there on the YouTube channel, but we got a lot of films uh, stuff coming to YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to subscribe today. We have a good time contest coming up. We're going to be giving away an Alvin Kamara Jersey to a YouTube subscriber coming here really soon. That's going to be for YouTube subscribers only. Uh, but the podcast itself is actually going to come to YouTube as well. We're going to have it here on, uh, anywhere you get your, I, your, your podcast available. We'll also have it in video form. It's going to look really good. we got some good stuff we've been working on for the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> so the podcast is, will be coming just like our friend, Joe Rogan, uh, to a video format as well. But enough of that. Join the Nerd Herd. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Dynasty Nerds. Join the Dynasty Nerds fancy Facebook group, all that fun stuff. But Matt, let's dig into free agency because we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with the QBs, shall we, Matt? Oh, yeah. Okay. Very hot topic. I love it. All right. Ryan Tannehill signs with the Titans for $118 million for four years, $62 million guaranteed. You know, you get a little, basically look at that where it's a two-year deal for sure. And Tannehill is somebody that came in last year. We all, we're all excited about A.J. Brown, right? And, you know, A.J. Brown is somebody that really took, a, you know, had a really good report, Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill was named a starter, Matt, week seven of last year. And from week seven on, for the rest of the year, he was number QB three overall from week seven to 16 with an average of 23.01 points per game, which was the fourth best points per game average as well out there for a team that ran the ball heavy out here. What do you think of Ryan Tannehill as a Titan starter out there? Does this excite you if you're in a super flex league for a guy that's only like 31 years old 
Is this a guy you're kind of targeting where people might be trying to get out from under? Is this somebody that you're actually excited about? Can you get down with the Ryan Tannehill news, Matt? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I, I think, obviously, you know, he was a huge upgrade over Marcus Mariota for that whole entire offense. And from a fantasy standpoint, he was a really reliable guy. And, and you know, I'm not sure that everyone out there is fully trusting him. But in my eyes, he's a guy that is a great number two if you're, if you're in a super flex. And, and um, you know, obviously he got signed for really good money. I mean, he's making nearly $30 million a year on that four-year $118 million contract. So, you know, he's got the, the trust of the front office. They brought back Derrick Henry as well. We're, we're going to break him down in a little bit as well. Um, so so it's, it's definitely one of those things where Tannehill's value in my eyes is probably – higher than than most people's around the fantasy community yeah i'm with you on that one i, I liked how you say that how you're you're he's a little higher in your eyes as well I, there's a lot of qbs i think i'd rather have Tannehill over right now like we said from week seven on he was qb3 overall with a good 23.01 average that's that's really good which is fourth best he's mobile uh you know, John New Smith looks to take a big step forward. We're talking you know, about Delaney Walker getting cut out there as well. And for the price tag in Superflex Leagues, that's where you got to look at it. Just what's, what is the best value? You know, what kind of return am I getting um, back on a quarterback? Am I going to target some of these younger guys, like a guy like Sam Darnold or, you know, a Josh Allen, whose price tag is significantly went up after the Stephon Diggs trade here. But, you know, like a, a guy right, like Ryan Tannehill is just going to be not looked at at the same. And for somebody that's guaranteed for two years, they're still in their young thirties out there who, if you know, he just took a team to the AFC championship game. If he can keep the Titans in it, which are a well-coached team out there. I kind of look at Mike Vrabel as that bill Belichick mold where, you know, was Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the NFL? No, not, you know, arguably not, but he got the job done. That's how I kind of look at Ryan Tannehill, a, a quarterback that can get the job done and score fantasy points above all with a good running back that can, you know, the moves of sticks out there. So to me, Tannehill is a really good bargain in super flex leagues for the price tag. If you can get, if you're, if you're need a quarterback and you have a late first round pick and you want one of those guys, say you can't get the top end of the guys, I would love to throw my 2021st out there. If I had a late pick and needing a quarterback for a guy like Ryan Tannehill, are you okay, Matt, in a, in a super flex league? Say you have pick 111, 112, Maybe your other quarterback was Jameis Winston, where he was lighting up, throwing for over 5,000 yards last year, but now he sits here alone without a team and only two teams really left needing a quarterback. Are you okay giving up a first-round pick for Ryan Hanhill in a super flex league if that's a late pick? If it's a late pick, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because there's no way you're going to get a, a quarterback that late um, in the round. I know it's going to be a val- very valuable pick this year, because the player that you're going to get at the end of the first round in a super flex is going to be very, very, very good. I mean, like top, top, you know, top five in a, in a normal one QB draft, you're going to be able to get at the end of the end of the round there. But it, at the same time, you're still not going to be able to get a quarterback his caliber. And he's not, it's not like he's old or anything like that either. So, you know, he just didn't work out that well in Miami. They moved on after however, you know, five years or whatever it was. And, and now he's got a shot, a second shot here with, with the Tennessee Titans. And he's really making the best of it. And, and what I like, uh, you know, most about what you said is, oh, Tom, is Tom Brady the best quarterback ever at this point in his life? And, and no, he's not. You know, he, he, you know, his best years were definitely behind him. 
but what New England does best, and and you know, and I think what you were trying to highlight um, and show, you know, on the Tennessee side of it is they always ask their players to do what they can do, and and they they don't try to expand and, and make them fit into their mold. They do what their players do well, and that's exactly what the Tennessee Titans do are doing with Ryan Tannehill. They're they're highlighting his strengths, making sure it's stuff that he's comfortable with and, and stuff that he can do. And it's and it's showing on the field, so that you know that's kind of you know in a nutshell how I feel. I guess at the end of the day about about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I like it. Um, again, I think again just about options, value. That's what we're always trying to do in dynasty fantasy football. Is you know you're it's it's a trade league, right? You're, you know if you play dynasty, you're looking to make really good draft picks with your rookie draft picks, and then you're trying to make good value trades, and that's how you build a team. Because listen, the the waiver wire is kaput it's not very good it's that way for a reason it's the way it's supposed to be so you're trying to find good value when there's good value to be had and with ryan Tannehill being locked up for like two years and most likely seeing his whole contract through if he could play just you know how he played last year that's stability and if you can get four years out of a quarterback who then can even possibly get another extension on here i'm liking it i think Tannehill is great value let's move on to another guy here Kirk Cousins signs an ex- two-year extension with the Minnesota Vikings that's three years for 96 million dollars Matt um, Cousins just continually keeps getting paid uh, but coming off one of his best years yet I think this contract is definitely well deserved uh, for Kirk Cousins does lose to Fon Diggs so that does hurt him a little bit out there uh, for a quarterback that finished as quarterback number nine last year on fantasy pros um, he finished with 216 points right behind Aaron Rodgers from weeks one through 13. What do you think of Kirk Cousins sitting there in Minnesota now with this contract extension? Are you looking with the Stefan Diggs right trade right now? Are you looking to sell? You're talking about a team that um, ran the ball essentially more than any other team. They they they're the 31st in passing last year. Um, so no team ran the ball more except for one other team than the Minnesota Vikings. Do we look for that trend to continue with Kirk Cousins? Is this like in a super flex league? Are you using this extension to see if you can possibly move on from Kirk Cousins? Um, I mean, there has been a lot of up, up, upheaval. Obviously, he's lost his offensive coordinator to the, to the Browns head coaching vacancy, and now he's losing one of his number one targets. In, in an offense that really features a, a lot of two tight ends and, and, and only two wide, uh, wide receiver packages. So that's a, a big chunk going out the door there um, with, with one of his big weapons going. But it's still really early in the process. There's still a lot of wide receivers out there. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what else is going on before I just jump ship on Kirk Cousins. And, and not to mention, I mean, the draft as well is loaded at the position. So there's there's a lot of off season still. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not I'm not totally off the the Kirk Cousin bandwagon. I think he's another guy that I probably like a little bit more than you, uh-huh. um, Rich. So I I I think you know the the extension was something they probably needed to do. I haven't seen all of the financial terms, but it was most likely something that they needed to do for, to tie up you know to free up some space in the, on the cap. Because they were really strapped. I mean, they were really up. It did. It it freed up some cap space. I think it's like sixty million guaranteed. So it's essentially another two year contract. It's guaranteed. I'd be. I. I am. I'm not as big on Kirk Cousins. I'm not much of a fan. I know he had a good year last year. They are bringing Pat Shermer back out there um, as well. Oh no. Um. It's um. Oh, who's the OC out there? It's uh, Kubiak. 
is going to be the OC Kubiak out there. And, and they're still going to run the ball a ton. They're going to probably still run a lot of 12 personnel. I like this for Irv Smith. Uh, to get, we'll talk about that when we get into the dig straight here, though. I would be looking to move Cousins if I could. Like, I wouldn't mind picking up. Like, who would you, would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, that's a good question. Man. That's, yeah, we were just that's talking probably about. a tough one. Yeah, they're very they're very comparable players in my eyes. Um, I mean, over a full course of a year, I think Tannehill's numbers will probably end up being better. Um, but there, you might get a couple of games in there with Tannehill where they're pounding the rock, and, and he had some disappointing days for you. Where I, I think I think the Vikings will be a little bit more even. Uh, you know what I mean from an from an output standpoint for for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, and if you go back to the second half of the season, like I said, Tannehill didn't even come into the the week as until week seven, and he finished the year as the third best quarterback overall from third overall. What about another? Would you would you even try and get younger there if you could and get off Kirk Cousins, Matt? Like, would you be even interested in a guy like? Daniel Jones, like if you can get Daniel in a super flex league, you you traded Kirk Cousins for Daniel Jones plus. Oh, I mean, I would definitely take that. I, I do like Daniel Jones, and obviously you're getting a ton of years there as well. So I would feel okay. Um, you know, you like Daniel Jones more than me, but I still like Daniel Jones more than other people. So I, I would I would take that trade. I think. Okay. Even if you can move on, like I wouldn't mind moving on to even like a Sam Darnold, um, you know, who for weeks nine through 16 last year was quarterback number nine overall, even with Adam Gase uh, as the head coach. But Sam Darnold, the 21 year old quarterback, you're getting really young out there and still getting a good quality quarterback. I don't know. I'm just kind of not all big on this Kirk Cousins news out there with him losing Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen being 30 years old out there, uh, the run first team, which I think it's going to stay that way. I, if Kirk Cousins finishes a, a QB one this year, I think it's to be very low end at best. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I think other guys are going to take a take a leap ahead of him. You know, like Josh Allen will be a QB one of my eyes. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes. Dak Prescott, I think Ryan Tannehill could definitely be a QB1 again. Drew Brees, uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, lock him in. Probably still the guy like Deshaun Watson as well. And then you got Carson Wentz, I think they have a nice rebound year. Um, Russell Wilson, all guys I like more than, you know, Kirk Cousins. I think Daniel Jones honestly can outproduce Kirk Cousins this year when it comes to fantasy points. I think Jared Goff will outproduce Kirk Cousins when it comes to fantasy points. A guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, that wasn't mentioned, will outproduce Kirk Cousins. Drew Locke has a potential to outproduce Kirk Cousins as well. I think Kirk Cousins take a big step back this year to like mid-range QB2, the high-end QB2 numbers. And right now for a guy that's probably viewed almost as a QB1 of the year, he's coming back into weapons. I think it's just a good time to get out from under Kirk Cousins, um, who I always just viewed as like, you know, a slightly above average quarterback. Really? No, and I understand that you, that that's your view on him. Um, he, and he is that. He's not like he's never going to win a bunch of championships. I think he's probably good enough if the team is amazing around him to take a team to the Super Bowl, but I'm not sure that he's like one of these guys that's going to go out and win multiple championships. So. Yeah, and to be fair, there's not many um, of those guys in the NFL, you know, at the same time. I mean, they're right. going to, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, the, the Lamar Jacksons, the Pat Mahomes, you know. Right. Tom Brady. If he's your if he's your QB one in a one QB league, you're scrambling to get another quarterback. You know because you 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 can get by with him, but you're never gonna like push yourself over the 
kind of the threshold to be a championship caliber team with him, I think is your number one guy. Correct. And if you're in a two, if you're in a two QB league and he's your number one, you're, 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 you need to get him into the, into your QB two spot and get a much better guy there as your, as your first QB. Okay. Um, moving on. Drew Brees signs a two year extension, two years, $50 million. Uh, details not, ex- you know, right now I'm sure it's just going to be guaranteed money based on retirement. If he retires or not, they also slap Taysom Hill with a first round tender. He's 31 years old as well. Um, I don't think there's much to go in here on this. You know, if you go through weeks one through 16 last year, Drew Brees, um, was banged up a little bit out there last year. So his numbers can't be, um, looked at, but on a points per game average, definitely. If you look at, um, week seven on Drew Brees was top three out there four points per game. Still some really good weapons. I look for the Saints to add a strong receiver here through this rookie draft uh, for how deep they, this class is a receiver. I'm really going to like who the Saints target there in the first round, not in the first round, but just in the top couple rounds at receiver. I mean, if you look at for a guy like Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, something along those lines that can end up on the Saints, that's going to be really good news for Drew Brees because if anybody's going to make a rookie uh, wide receiver look good, it's going to be a guy like Drew Brees. Absolutely. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they did add something like that, something really explosive to kind of offset Michael um, Michael Thomas there in New Orleans. So, yeah, Drew Brees obviously going back home there uh, to the Saints, not a big surprise. Not a ton to talk about, I don't nope, think. Not at all, Matt. Because not at it, all. Yeah, because because he does. I mean, it's not like his skills have dropped off the court. <sighs> so I think I think we're I think we're good to move on. Yeah. So we got you know obviously some big news here is Teddy Bridgewater signs with the Carolina Panthers for three years, sixty three million dollars. Good for Teddy B. Rebounded from Go that ahead, nasty Teddy. knee injury, you know. And this is a system he's going to know because he worked with offensive coordinator Joe Brady for the Saints in two thousand eighteen. This is, you know, a very interesting year for the Carolina Panthers because some people are saying that, you know, they're kind of tanking, but they do. They bring in Matt Rule. They bring in Joe Brady. We've had the Joe Brady conversation about how this guy is just a a tremendous offensive mind. And Teddy Bridgewater can kind of fit that Joe Burrow kind of mold of what he can do. I know he only has a 6.1 average per depth and his throws and you know a lot of underneath stuff which is going to help dj Moore a lot uh i know curtis samuel is a really good vertical threat but it's not like teddy bridgewater where he didn't throw a lot downfield wasn't accurate when he did not throw downfield and he's got curtis uh christian mccaffrey uh out of the backfield as well which is one of the best arguably receiving running backs in the nfl today i'm really excited about this carolina panthers offense and with a healthy teddy bridgewater this can look pretty nice for all these weapons around i've been talking about this for over a year now about buying curtis samuel buy curtis samuel buy curtis samuel and this is gonna be a big year for him where we'll see if i would whether i was right or whether i was wrong on the curtis samuel news here but what do you think about teddy bridgewater going to the carolina panthers matt i i like it i honestly would like i wouldn't mind if cam newton was out there at this point i'm more excited about joe brady and matt rule and the system they're going to run which again a lot of these quarterbacks are going to be system quarterbacks and this is the quarterback they identified to run their system that joe brady is familiar with so i think this is exciting news for carolina panthers fans i think it's exciting news for carolina panther owners and dynasty leagues that have these weapons to go around out there you know even a guy like ian thomas matt what do you think about teddy b in carolina i mean obviously i think it's a nice fit uh i you know like you said joe brady was with the Saints. Then he went to um, 
uh, LSU, you know, the Tigers there, um, into the college game, and now he's back in the NFL. And what's the first thing they do? They target a guy that he's familiar with. You know, he was there with him, at, you know, at New Orleans a couple of years ago. So he knows that he can, what he can do and what he can't do. So he's not going to be asking Teddy to do a whole bunch of stuff that he's not capable of. Because, I mean, I do think Teddy is a little bit limited in, in what he can do, especially from a mobility standpoint after that gruesome knee injury. So he knows exactly the ins and outs, what, what he feels comfortable with. And, and that's great news for Teddy. I think it's great news for all the guys, really, because, you know, Teddy – Teddy is going to be able to dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be able to dump the ball off to DJ Moore. I mean, Curtis Samuel is another guy that they can they can they can give the ball to him close to the line of scrimmage. He did that in college and made made things happen with his feet. So a, a lot of the weapons I think do fit really well with what Teddy does. So it's it's going to be a nice little fit, um, you know. And obviously, the, the point we didn't make or touch upon is the Cam Newton side of this whole thing where they also went out and, and gave Cam permission to seek a trade. So I, <laughs> or I, as I Cam would tell they, you, they told him to go seek a trade, which he most likely okay, now yeah. is probably just going to get caught because they're not going to be would, I mean, I would imagine he, yeah, he went out there on social media and said like, hey, let's call this what it is. Like you guys, this is something I didn't ask for. You guys are telling <laughs> me to go get a trade. Cam Newton, yeah, so, Cam Newton shows through the door and they're like, they're like hey, Cam. Why don't you get your ass out of here? And Teddy Bridges shows up. He's a Teddy Bridges. is like, hey, guys. Hi, guys. No, Show I mean, he was more likely, more likely he walked in, like, go, he walks right up to his locker, looks up at the, the nameplate, and it says Teddy Bridgewater on it. He's like, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> what uh, somebody want to fill me in here? <laughs> yeah, this uh, is, You can go get a trade. Sir. This is exciting news um, for Teddy Bridgewater owners. You know, I have Teddy Bridgewater in a Super Flex League that I've been holding on to for a couple of years now uh, for this opportunity. It's finally come to fruition. I did put him on the trade block just to see what I can get. But I think this is uh, this is something that it, it, we all kind of like we were looking for, like Cliff Klingsbury, right? Like, how is this going to look? How is this going to work? We don't know what this offense is going to do, where it's going to get us. And then Kyler Murray comes out, finishes the year as quarterback number seven overall, and we see that this is going to work. I feel the same way about this offense, man, Carolina. I really like uh, this coaching staff from from a fantasy perspective, and I'm very intrigued by it. So for me, it's worth it to go out there and buy as many shares of this offensive system as I can, just in case it pans out uh, into what I think it could be, which is a team that's going to move the ball and exciting offense. It's going to be creative and find ways to get their weapons, the ball in their hands. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the captain of that ship. And to me, this is why I was buying Curtis Samuel before any of this even happened. And now that all these stars right. have aligned, I'm really excited about it. I think I'm really excited about Christian McCaffrey. So Teddy Bridgewater, I'm, I'm all for that as well. Is my, is my QB one? No, because it, we, there's still a lot of uncertainty there with just Teddy Bridgewater himself, you know, um, being a guy is, you know, he could be a very well, like a decent quarterback, but what kind of fantasy quarterback he, is he going to be? And that's going to really kind of depend up on the system and the weapons around him. Cause like we've mentioned before, Teddy Bridgewater is not the kind of cali caliber quarterback so far of what we've seen on his career. That's going to win you a Super Bowl, but he also does, makes very few mistakes. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he's got the weapons around him with the speed and elusiveness to really make his numbers look a lot better just because of the talent around him. And that's exactly how I see it too. Yeah. I mean, he's not much of a, a guy that's going to you know be chucking the ball all over the yard, but 
what he can do is dump balls off. He makes good decisions. And luckily for him, you know, in Carolina, he's going to have a ton of guys that can do things with the ball and the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. So that's really what the important thing is there. I think with his fantasy value, you know, tied to those guys, it, it, it looks a lot rosier than yep. if it was just him somewhere else. Yeah, like Baker Mayfield this year and just too many weapons around you uh, not to look good. Uh, other news, kind of some uh, really shocking, not really shocking, but um, probably more depressing news to uh, New England fans, ecstatic news for the Buffalo Bills fan. Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, he's going to sign with the Buccaneers. There's no contract details yet. Ian Rappaport is reporting it's going to be $30 million per year, though. Uh, he's going to join Bruce Arians out there in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay season tickets, There's it's, they've gone through the roof map. People can't are just – I saw a tweet out there hours ago saying like somebody was like 930th in line to buy season tickets for the Buccaneers now. The, the GOAT is going to leave New England and go and try and find another challenge – he was interested in L.A., but L.A. was on the West Coast. He wanted to stay on the East Coast, so he takes Tampa Bay. We have no running back out there in Tampa Bay, which I think they're going to sign one here of these free agents. Wouldn't be surprised if they signed Melvin Gordon. We'll talk about that when we get to running backs here. What do you think about Tampa Bay in this offense, Bruce Arians' offense? Because this is this is a different offense than Tom Brady is used to. This is an air-out offense. It's a reason that you know Jameis Winston led NFL in passing yards out here. You know, are we excited about OJ Howard? Even though Tom Brady likes tight ends, but Bruce Arians' offense doesn't. I think it's fantastic news for Chris Godwin. I mean, Tom Brady just devours, uh, you know, the slot receiver and just funnels fantasy points in his direction. And now he's got one. You know, he's going from Julian Edelman, the smaller guy, to a six foot. What is Chris Godwin? Six foot, six foot one. Um, slot I think receiver, he's right around six one, six two. Yep. Yeah. So I mean. This is, I mean, if you're a Chris Godwin owner, you're already ecstatic, you know, about what he did. What he finished as wide receiver two on the year last year in PPR leagues um, overall. So now you have a guy, that, I know he finishes number two in standard thing. I'm pretty sure he finished number two in PPR as well. But a guy that finished number two overall last year with a breakout year. Now they bring in a, a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over in Tom Brady, who loves the slot receiver. Does Chris Godwin now have a chance to finish Matt as wide receiver number one overall? Uh, I would love to just jump on that bandwagon and say yes, but there are some uncertainties because is it going to be like a is it going to be one of those things where everyone's got to learn Brady's offense from last year and everyone's kind of feeling very uncomfortable? Or are they going to force Brady, who's this Hall of Fame guy, to learn a new offense in his what the twenty first year or whatever it is? They're going to make Brady learn a new uh, offense. I bet, you think so? I, I bet they mix it. Yeah, I think Brady, you know, all the reports coming out, and Jeff Darlington's been saying this for now months, even though people are digging digging down on him, that, you know, Brady really just wants a new challenge. He wants to challenge himself. And we all know this about Brady. I mean, this guy, you know, he's out there. He's a goat for a reason. You know, he's not the best athletically QB out there, but he wants it just as bad as anybody else wants it. And now all Jeff Darlington's, been saying that Tom Brady wants a new challenge. So he's going to go in there. He's going to learn a new offense. I'm sure they're going to work on, you know, hey, Brady, you know, I'm sure Arians is smart enough to like, hey, what plays do you like? What works for you? You know what I mean? I have a little bit mix of the right. marriage here. It's going to be a little bit give and take, but, you know, and you know, Brady's going to see things. He's going to tell, tell things that, the way he wants it, you know, some things done too, but I think it's still going to be Arians' offense. And 
who's going to be this pass catcher running back is who I want to know, Matt, because Tom Brady loves the pass catcher running back, which I think it's going to be Melvin Gordon personally. Um, but we'll see because there's some other options I mean, I, out I, there. I could definitely, I, I could definitely see Melvin Gordon being a really good fit there uh, for what Tom Brady wants to do. But I do, I do get a little bit intrigued by OJ Howard as well, the tight end position, because we know that Bruce Arians doesn't like to use the tight end, like it was evident last year. Um, everyone was kind of excited at first, and then it kind of like died down pretty quickly as they saw the usage um, as the year went on. But a guy like Brady coming there, I think, does make a difference because at the end of the day, you know, he's going to feel comfortable throwing to one of those guys you know, uh, an OJ Howard type of guy. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't Bruce Arians put those plays in? I think there is going to be, there's going to have to be kind of a melding of two systems here and just kind of, you know, what Brady feels comfortable with, what Bruce already does and kind of find out where the two meet and kind of come up with a playbook and, and, and come up with things that work for both people, I think. And in that respect, I think it is going to be, you know, passes, to O.J. Howard over the middle and, you know, obviously getting this black guy involved and pushing a few of the things downfield to, to a big, tall guy like Mike Evans. I think Tom will feel more, more comfortable with that um, as, as time progresses and they kind of get a feel for each other. But the pass catching running back, it's just not there. You know, uh, Ronald Jones is not that guy. He just has never, never caught a whole bunch of passes. So, you know, Obviously, there's there's still some guys out there in free agency. You know, there's an old friend of his, Deion Lewis, who who just got cut the other day, who could be available for super cheap as like a fill-in guy. But then they could also just go to the draft because this is such a, a stacked draft. You know, a Clyde Edwards or Lair would look amazing there um, as a guy for Tom Brady to jump passes off to um, down there in Tampa Bay. So there's a lot of a lot of off season to come still. And I have a feeling the box could be very busy. Yeah, I think I, I agree. They can either sign Melvin Gordon or they can wait for the draft. Cause this is pretty deep area drafts. So let's see what's going to happen here in Tampa Bay backfield. But I can tell you one thing, uh, whoever they do end up getting on that roster. I'm going to like that running back and I'm going to like his odds, um, to be up there. Cause Bruce Arians already likes to pass catch a running back to utilize in his offense. He just didn't have it last year. So, Whatever, whoever they get out there, it's gonna be a really, really nice option for uh for fantasy purposes. And like you mentioned, OJ Howard, great news for OJ Howard. It, for a guy who's been down and out, this is all great news for all offensive weapons because not you just have a really smart, accurate quarterback. So this is good for Bucks, good Bucks fans, good for um you know the Bucks players out there in Fantasyville. And it's gonna be weird seeing Tom Brady in a new uniform, but let's see, let's see. You know, everybody says, you know, is it, is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Well, we're going to see what Tom Brady can do without Bill Belichick here starting the 2020 season. I'm excited to see it. Uh, it's be- going to be really weird seeing him in that uniform. I mean, just picture that uniform. You know what I mean? Like, uh, seeing Tom Brady in another uniform would be weird, but that one, for whatever reason. Well, Matt, they're going to have new uniforms this year, so we won't even know what they look like. We won't know because it's going to be new oh, uniforms. Oh, they do, they do have new uniforms. You're right. Uh, okay, it, it, all right. It can't be any weirder than seeing, like, Joe Montana in the Chiefs uniform or, you know, Paint Man in a Broncos uniform for the first time. It's always weird. You know what I mean? It's going to be just as weird. I the next know, guy we're talking about, Philip Rivers in a Colts uniform. That one won't be that weird. At least both helmets were white and stuff like that. Like, it won't look that, <laughs> like, that much of a difference. You know what I mean? 
because those Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms are like the closest thing to like an XFL uniform know, for me. You what, know what, what I mean? Like, it, I know it when they're like changing the, they're league. changing the uniform. What if it comes out like those old Patriots, like those old Patriots jerseys? Remember, like the old Buccaneer yeah. guy, and then the old sure, Patriots guy sure. who used to like the the old Patriot as well, and it's kind of like a mix of the two <laughs> out there. That uh, would be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I mentioned uh, right. just a minute ago, Philip Rivers signs a one year deal. Um, uh, but go, go back to the Bucks too. It just also does not sign them. There's a lot of reports about the Bucks liking Jacob Eason, and Jacob Eason, the guy who needs some time. This is a good time to get Jacob Eason, maybe in the second round, to sit behind Tom Brady for two years as well. So that might help actually Tom, Jacob Eason stock if he does go to Tampa Bay. Moving on, Philip Rivers. Um, they no longer have a first round pick, Matt. So that that whole talk of Jordan Love going to the Colts because they traded their first round pick for DeForest Bunker is out the window. So they may be looking at quarterback here in the second round. But right now they signed Philip Rivers only to a one year deal, which is twenty five million dollars. Can easily franchise them or resign them to a uh, you know a year to year deal if they want to, but you're talking about a guy who's re reuniting with Frank Wright, and Frank Wright was their QB coach and then their offensive coordinator during Philip Rivers, arguably his best years out there, um, his best three years he had were under Frank Wright. So now he's his head coach out there. Uh, they don't we don't know who their number two receiver is. It's probably going to be Paris Campbell. I'm down on Nike, uh, T.Y. Hilton just because, you know, we see Phillip Rivers' deep ball. It's not that great, and that's kind of T.Y. Hilton's best asset is his speed. I think this is really right, good absolutely. news for guys like Naheem Hines and Jack Doyle, and you're probably going to see a lot of that on Twitter. Like, oh, I like Jack Doyle and Naheem Hines now. Probably even helps Marlon Mack a little bit because they had that really good offensive line, but – I mean, you're talking about a stat. Here's a stat from Pro Football Focus. Rivers' season averages when throwing to tight ends since 2007, Matt, this is his average, is for the last 13 years, 114 targets, 82 receptions, 986 yards, and nine touchdowns. That's the average since 2013 for Phillip Rivers. So Jack Doyle, somebody just signed a contract extension as well. If you take those average numbers, Matt, and you equate those to fantasy football points and PPR leagues, that equals 234.6 points per game, which would have been tight end two overall last year if you just equal out those averages. And Jack Doyle, somebody who has his best finish, was tight end eight in 2017. Really interested out here for um, the Colts, but... I'm most excited for my. Obviously, we have to see what they do in the draft as well at running back, or you know what happens there. But as we stand today, we know Jack Doyle is a tight end, and we know Naheem Hines is their pass catcher running back because Marlon Mack does not catch the football well. And these are two positions that, over the years historically, even under Frank Wright, that Philip Rivers liked. I'm liking my Jack Doyle shares. I'm liking my Naheem Hines shares. What do you think about Philip Rivers out here in Indianapolis, Matt? What are you liking? What are you not liking? Um, here's here's my take on it. I'm going to be a little bit of a wet blanket here. I just hope that you know Frank Reich doesn't think that he's getting Philip Rivers in his prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's clearly glue factory in my eyes. He has a hard time getting it downfield. I think I, I like the stat about him. You know, with the tight end. I think that can be a little bit misleading when you have a future Hall of Famer at tight end for most of those years mm-hmm. um, in Antonio Gates. So I think that might be a little bit overblown uh, 
when you look when you you know take it a little deeper of a dive. Into yeah, that, I don't, uh, and, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't expect Jack Doyle to do those numbers. But if I can get like 65, 70 receptions out of Jack Doyle because they still need that big number two out there uh, and to be utilized in the red zone and maybe get about like seven hundred and fifty yards, eight hundred yards around there, you're still looking at possibly top six tight end numbers, number six tight end overall number out there too so you're still looking at really good numbers i think for a guy like jack doyle who's kind of on a back burner when it comes to the tight ends i I, just, I thought it was really interesting uh those numbers that's i all. think i think i think he is the biggest beneficiary how about that yes i just don't agree. think he's gonna have 900 900 yards you know what i mean i think it, i think you have to temper your expectations somewhat what? because i just w- watching philip river last year was painful he is he is that limited. Unless there was some sort of injury last year that was not disclosed, and he's going to come back and be able to throw the ball without having to look like he's shot putting it and without it floating and taking forever to get to his wide receivers. Uh, you know, it, I just I there's a reason this is a one year contract. And you know what I mean, I, I don't I don't even think the Colts I don't think want a long term thing, and I don't even think Philip Rivers really wants a long term thing. I think Philip Rivers is half retired. He just doesn't know it yet. You Matt, know what I mean? Like, now, with this coronavirus news, one, you're not going to be with a group of over 10 people. This guy can't even be around his family. He cannot be around his family. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, it's, is this one going to be one of those things where he takes one bad hit? Like, you know what? I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't even have come back. Like, he takes a hit in, in, in training camp or something silly in the preseason. And he's like, man, I don't know if I should. Like, I feel like that's his feeling right now. But it was just too much money to pass up when you have 10 kids. And Matt, so. he's got the best offensive line he's probably ever going to have in his, his career. He's got a really good offensive line to keep him upright. So, And I'm sure that was a huge selling point by Frank Wright to get him there. But I just, I just, I just, man, I don't like, I do not think that, that Philip Rivers has anything left in the tank. So I, I'm, you know, good thing Jacoby Brissett is there, you know, still as a backup type of guy. So that way, if Philip Rivers falters in any way, they can just turn back to him. That's right. kind of how that's the long and short of it for me. All right, Matt. And then uh, Cam Newton on the trade block. Tell me right now, if you had to guess, you got to bust out Matt's magical crystal balls. Where's Cam Newton? Where's Cam Newton playing in 2020? San Diego, maybe somewhere like that. Like if, if they decide to go a different route in, in the NFL draft or LA, uh, one of the two. Desperate. Yeah. One of the two. God dang it. Yeah. LA. <laughs> you okay. know what I meant. Dang it. The Chargers. <laughs> Jameis Winston, Matt, where is he playing in 2020? Um, I think Jameis Winston is going to end up backing up somewhere obscure, um, Seattle or somewhere goofy like that. I think Jameis Winston's going to like, I think trying to rehab his, just trying to rehab his career. Yeah. I could see Jameis Winston either signing with, uh, New England. I could see that there. Uh, and I could see, I definitely see Cam Newton going to LA. I, I, wait a minute. Are you, are you crazy? Do you think Bill Belichick wants to coach the finger-licking weirdo, the crab-leg-stealing Jameis Winston? I could see it. Hell no. If he could turn turn Jameis around and fix his his interception. No chance. What do you think? It's Andy Dalton. You think Andy Dalton ends up in New England? I think Andy Dalton is the most likely guy to end up there. Dude, there's – I just – I, it's hard for me to envision a guy who led the NFL in passing last year is going to be a backup quarterback in 2020. I just don't. I don't see it. I, I really don't did see it. Did you see how many? Did you see how many times he turned the ball over? I how did. Many, like 
interceptions and fumbles. It was ungodly. Oh, I saw, I saw that, I saw that that video that somebody put out on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. (laughs) Like how many, how many interceptions defenders dropped? You should have had like fifty, like fifty interceptions. (laughs) It's, I mean, it was ridiculous, man. Like that guy doesn't belong anywhere. He, he he doesn't make good decisions with the football. And it boils down to that he can throw the football. He doesn't make good decisions, and you can't be an NFL quarterback. Honestly, you know what, man? All I, the time, I can actually. You know what? I can. I, I'm changing my ready. Rich's crystal. Here, here's the landing spots. So ready? Here's mine. Just right now, coming with it. Ready? Jameis Winston to the Chargers. Cam Newton to the Bears. Andy Dalton to the Patriots. That's, okay, that's my prediction. Right, right yeah, now. I could see that. I could see that, but I could also see Foles going to the Bears. But the Bears are searching. They're looking. You know, that, that rumor's out there that they're looking for a veteran guy like Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. So who knows? You know, Cam Newton probably wasn't a, a known available player at the time when they were saying that kind of stuff. So maybe Cam Newton becomes that guy as well. Um, who knows? I think Cam Cam's not ready to settle for a backup. Uh, or like an earn it type. Oh, they, well, they so trade for him, Matt. Ball. It's not going to be for a yeah, backup quarterback. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if they really right. do believe in Mitch Trubisky. I guess we'll really see. It's just, I mean, dude, there's two spots: Chargers and the Patriots that need starting quarterbacks. And there is Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and you know, do you think Andy Dalton's a starting quarterback? That's what it comes down to, really. So we'll find out here soon enough. Let's. That's enough about QBs. Let's jump into the running backs, Matt. A uh, couple of news and notes here. Uh, one being Damian Williams option was picked up by the chiefs for $2.3 million. I'm not reading much into that. Damian Williams did look good. The chiefs are drafting a running back. Yeah, no, I, I still think they're going to end up drafting a guy, but um, you know, it, there's only so much money to be allocated in these places and to pick up, you know, a, a guy it's relatively cheap, but still they have a lot a lot of people to pay on that team, especially coming up here soon with Patrick Mahomes, big time, um, big time extension coming. Um, Why wow, they're going to get a Ricky we'll back for cheap in the third round? Clyde Edwards, a layer Cam Akers. Yeah, if they if they get a guy in the third round, then that makes perfect sense. So yeah. that, that that kind of fits in. Well it, it's it's going to shake up this whole rookie. I'm, I'm telling you, man, this busted balls, crystal balls, bust them out. Cam Akers is going to get drafted by the Chiefs in the third round. Uh, and people are going to be talking about him 1-1 this rookie class, and it's going to be really interesting where he goes. Uh, th- that's my prediction. It's going to be Cam Akers, Damian Williams for the Chiefs. Cam Akers is going to get skyrocketed up these rookie drafts. How far, I don't know. We're going to do it when we do rookie breakdowns and we talk running backs here, but that's my prediction. Um, more news and notes. Derrick Henry gets franchised for $12.47 million. They cut Deion Lewis as well who ran for about 12.3 routes per game, Matt. So there's a big hole there in the passing game. That's not Derrick Henry's strong suit. Look for the Tennessee Titans, the most likely draft a running back too. probably mo- more like a pass catcher running back that who's viable in that aspect as well. But I kind of like this move by the Titans. You know, Derrick Henry is not somebody I want to give big time money to. I have no problem signing him for franchising for 12.47 million. See what he can do this year. And if I have to, maybe even franchise him again next year and then let him walk. You, you literally took the words out of my mouth. You just run this guy into the ground. You know what I mean? For the next few years, you don't need to sign him for anything. You know, any crazy five, five-year deal, four-year deal, or anything with tons of guaranteed money. You just kind of keep him, you keep him along on these 12, 13, whatever it's going to be next year, a million-dollar contract. 
and and you just grind him like you did last year. I mean, did you see him in that last playoff game? He looked like he was just completely gassed. And I, I do, I really think the Titans are going to do the exact same thing this year. Which, I mean, for the people that are have drafted him and, and held him for this long, they're finally going to get their you know two to three year window of, of great fantasy production. And they're gonna, they're just gonna beat him down uh, physically to the point where he's just not, he's gonna lose the step. He's just not gonna be as effective. Yes, so, it's, it's hashtag know, these, two, three year window for a reason, people, and that's where Derrick Henry falls in. Right. These are the prime years for Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, where before we were, you know, less inclined to say, hey, yes, you should go out and get Derrick Henry. I'm almost to the other side of it now, where it's probably impossible to do, but he's a guy that if you're in a championship window, I, I don't have a problem with you going going ahead and getting them because they're going to use them. They're going to use them throughout what would be your playoff um, push. Uh, that's really when they ramp up his, his usage is right there towards the end of the year. So that makes for, for a nice solid um, floor to your fantasy production there at the end of the year when you need him most. So, so I, I like the Derek Henry move. And if I'm a contender, I feel comfortable going ahead and going ahead and getting him. Yeah, I, I would still be selling Derrick Henry. I would love to sell Derrick Henry right now for Kenyon Drake plus. You know, uh, Kenyon Drake just got transition tagged by the Cardinals worth $8.5 million. Uh, they're both the same age. They're both 26, but Kenyon Drake does catch the football. And Kenyon Drake, after being traded halfway through the season last year, Matt, had 814 yards and eight touchdowns. And from weeks 8 to 16 was running back 7, uh, which is where Derrick Henry finished on the year. And he averaged 20.3 points per game, which was third best amongst running backs. Now that he just booted David Johnson out of town um, for the worst trade in NFL history, you, you got Kenyon Drake in Arizona and his offense that's going to open way more things up for him now with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. And then you got Derrick Henry on the other side, which is the run first team. Derrick Henry led the NFL in rushing yards, still finishes running back seven because he's not a PPR guy. They're going to bring a guy in that can catch the football to offset him. Who that's going to be, I don't know. But there is twelve, little over 12 routes per game available with a cut of Deion Lewis. To me, I look at Kenyon Drake as the same age of as uh, Derrick Henry. Is Derrick Henry probably the better overall big bruiser running back? Of course. But who's the better fantasy overall running back, Matt? And to me, that's Kenyon Drake. And right now, if you offered Derrick Henry to the Kenyon Drake owner, I guarantee you need Kenyon Drake plus something. What if you need Kenyon, Matt? Would you rather have Derrick Henry or Kenyon Drake and say 2-3? Oh, it's tough to say. That's a pretty that's a pretty nice pick in this draft. Especially, um, I'd probably go with the two of those guys just because you're going to end up getting a bonus player out of the thing. But, but if I'm in a win now mode, I feel a lot more comfortable with Derrick Henry because I've seen him do it now uh, and kind of. You, you saw Kenyon Drake do it, Matt. Many, I know, but I don't have the durability concerns with, with Derrick Henry that I do with the Kenyon Drake. So, just for this, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, they're both kind of they're 26 they're both like short-term players in my eyes at the running back position so if i'm definitely making a push for a championship and and i need a guy that's like a running back like i need to fill a, a hole at my running back too i feel really good with derrick henry in that spot i wouldn't feel great with either one of them as my running back one so okay. I, I think the conversation is on a championship team having these guys as the running back two. well matt um who do you think's gonna have more fancy points next year in 2020 um, 
if they're both healthy the whole time, then probably Kenyon Drake. But oh, I, I think okay. that Derrick Henry will probably end up the end the year with more points. We'll put that okay. Way. Well, we're gonna have a bet coming on. I uh, this is a bet I'm gonna put on Twitter here. Uh, I'll make a bet with somebody too. I um I think Kenyon Drake will definitely outscore Derrick Henry this year in PPR. Um, right. I, I feel I, comfortable I, betting that. I think Derrick Henry has a good chance to finish as like a low end running back one this year. Um, impossibly. Are we gonna are we are we are we extending this through the entire playoff season or what what weeks? Because I want to have a, a firm little something something written in stone here oh we'll write it in stone um let's go weeks one where you want to go the regular season weeks one through 13 uh, or weeks one through right. 16 i go weeks one through 16 yeah, let's, too. Go, let's go one one through 16 let's make this really interesting okay so the bet is on ppr league who will have more points Kenyon drake or derrick henry um we'll come up with the bet we'll we'll let you go on the podcast but uh it's a bet because Kenyon Drake right. will have uh, more fancy points than Derrick Henry. I'm excited about it. This guy really shined out there uh, in Cliff Clingsbury offense. I'm really excited about this. And the fact that they're paying him $8.5 million, Matt, tells me that this is the guy. You know, we talked about a running back that getting drafted in Arizona. Ooh, what's going to happen there? At least for this year, that's not the case. It's going to be Kenyon Drake. I'm excited about it. He's only 26. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they could work out like a two-year deal with him. You know, maybe one of those phony three-year deals where it's only really a two-year deal. I'm liking it. I'm like Kenyon Drake. And this is somebody who we, same thing. We've been talking about Kenyon Drake now for a couple of years about being used right and getting the right opportunity on this podcast. And finally, just like Teddy Bridgewater finally getting his chance, Ken and Drake was given his chance from week seven on, and he really produced out there. Um, he crushed it, running back seven PPR leagues. you know. And right there, if you can give me running back seven, even if you can take a dip with some of these rookies coming in and guys like Saquon taking a step forward, I can still see Kenyon Drake being running back nine to 13 right about there. And I really like the value. Talking about a running back, take, you know, those kind of running backs are really hard to get, and right now you can get Kenyon Drake. His price went up a little bit just because of David Johnson and, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins news, but this is something we've been talking about getting for a while. So if you own Kenyon Drake, this is great news. Um, flip side of that, Matt, David Johnson gets traded to the Texans. Uh, we're not going to talk about the DeAndre Hopkins trade yet until we get to the Bob receivers, the worst trade of all time. Uh, but David Johnson, 28 years old, gets traded to the Texans. Bad back. Bad back is bad business, Matt, in my eyes. Have we ever seen a running back that's been washed up for two years? Well, I guess you know, in 2018 he did produce. Uh, but some, yeah, no, 2018 he, he was he was right. a running back he was, one. He was last year. He was last year. He looked like he was running in sand. Yeah. I mean, like literally, he was moving in slow motion. I cannot believe that Bill O'Brien is dumb enough to trade for this guy. Oh, he's dumb I mean, enough. With all the guaranteed, with all the guaranteed money that came with that as well. Apparently, in Houston, paying all of it. Like this is just like the biggest. Uh, you know, it, they're just jobbing them completely. Arizona is completely jobbing Houston in this. It's, it's completely, it's the worst. It's got to be one of the worst trades I've ever seen in the NFL. And he is complete glue factory. He, he just looks like he cannot operate anymore. So I, I, from, from that standpoint, you know, I'm excited that I've got Duke Johnson on my team. You know what I mean? I'm excited that Carlos Hyde turned down an offer from Houston, and then this was how they this is how they retaliate. They go out and get a guy that's completely done. Duke Johnson is going to have a nice clear path to, to playing time here because Duke. Jo- I mean, because 
David Johnson is is just done, man. Yeah, so, it's you know it, go out and uh, go out and get Duke Johnson shares. Duke, Duke Johnson is the guy I want to own in that, in that offense as of now. Uh, I agree, hundred percent. I am se- any kind of uptick at all for David Johnson. I'm selling. I think the real selling point. I think we'll be talking about this come probably early September, Matt is when David Johnson, if David Johnson can get to week one healthy in those first three weeks where, you know, everybody's fresh and he's being utilized, he's catching footballs. If David Johnson looks like old David Johnson, he's like electric and he he's scoring these points, you, you got to sell. You got to sell high. Uh, kind of falls into that um, Damian Williams category. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's doing good now. Sell high. You know, uh, that's what I think of David Johnson. But we got we to move on here because we are running out of time. Devontae Freeman released by the Falcons officially. Let's see where they – maybe Elvin Gordon ends up with Atlanta. Uh, that'd be interesting or they right. draft a guy here. But Devontae Freeman, it was six seasons with Atlanta, had 3,972 yards, 32 touchdowns, 257 receptions for 2,015 yards, um, 11 touchdowns. And it has one number one overall finish as running back out there. This team tendered Brian Hill. They also have Edo Smith and Quadre Allison, which means these guys have literally nothing going on whatsoever at running back, Matt. Whatever running back goes here is going to have immediate, tremendous value. Yeah, and and you said you know you could see Melvin Gordon there. Go, Melvin Gordon there. I think the the fit would be nice, but financially they just can't afford it. So they're going to be going running back via the draft for sure in my eyes. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody that was even later, like a third round type of guy. They really need to get some some quality players at a value. And that just screams running back to me. So they're, I think they're probably going to go late on somebody later, like third or fourth round uh, for the Atlanta. Yeah, I think, I think, I still think with the Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, their age, everything, I still think they feel like they might have somewhat of a window here to compete. They're going to need a running back. I wouldn't be surprised, Matt, if they kind of looked in the second round. Depends how this like run goes at running backs, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they can try and get one of those guys that thinks elite. Uh, at running back. It depends how it all kind of these cookies crumble. Um, maybe, or maybe they get a guy like Clyde Edwards, a layer who fits kind of somewhat that Devante Freeman kind of role. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Um, big news here. Uh, as we get ready to wrap this show up, actually, I'm going to skip this one. I want to save this one for last. Jordan Howard signs with the dolphins two years, $10 million on average. This is a guy who's a between and tackles runner was actually running back 16 before getting hurt at week nine last year and he averaged 4.4 yards per carry and he could be a nice touchdown red zone threat when they get inside there and i saw a tweet from matthew barry that tweet out um he had 25 touchdowns in 42 games in the last three years and gained 10 plus yards on 14.3 percent of his carries uh jordan howard so we kind of mentioned if he get in the right spot would be a nice addition the dolphins too will 100 percent be in draft a running back don't look at this jordan howard sign as anything at all that's going to deter them to be to get a nice running back definitely when i can catch the football out here are you excited all about the jordan howard signing for the dolphins i mean i think it makes sense for them uh from a fantasy standpoint i'm not like super excited uh because i do expect them to draft a guy that will eventually become like their three down type of guy so for now jordan howard's like another basically he's in like a one-year I mean, I know it's a two-year, ten million dollar deal, but yeah, he's it's a one-year deal there in my eyes for one for one year. Yeah, yeah. So it's another fill-in year for a guy that is limited. You know, he does what he does pretty well, but it's, you know, he, he's not an all-around guy. So. All right. So big news here: 49ers tender second-round tender uh, Matt Breida, which is pretty interesting, Matt, because the second-round tender is good for three point five nine million dollars. 
pretty interesting. Tevin Coleman's still on the team, with, but he's he has one year left, and that's for $4.9 million, but he has a zero cap cut casually. Tevin Coleman's good as gone, right? Um, yeah, I think Tevin Coleman's gone. Obviously, you know, they restructured McKinnon to keep him there, and now they're bringing Matt Breida back. And I just don't, you, you know, with uh, – Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert, Mostert, they signed. He's signed Matt for two years, six point seven million, but he's only a six hundred seventy thousand cap cash relief if they cut him. Right, but I don't think they're going to want to. I think I think he's proved himself more effective at this point in his career than a Tevin Coleman. So I think Tevin Coleman is the guy to go in my in my for sure. And the biggest news here, you mentioned it, Matt, uh, is Jarek McKinnon restructures his contact contract we've said that he's probably if he does this this is going to be big news we said this on the podcast uh like he originally mm-hmm. signed for four years 30 million dollars he's supposed to make 6.5 million dollars so he did restructure i wonder if he restructured and any of that's guaranteed like if the restructure is guaranteed but i've said this over a month ago that you should go out and trade for Jarek mckinnon because he was almost free right like nobody wanted anything to do with him and i said i was like man you know, there's a chance that you know, Kyle Shanahan wants to see what they have in Jarek McKinnon. They signed him to that big deal for a reason because Jarek McKinnon, Kyle Shanahan liked him. Remember, that was one of their first big signings out there yeah, in 49ers. They was yep. And they've already paid him a lot of money. So for him to restructure and the fact that they even asked him to restructure is I still believe that this kind of running back, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves that pass catcher running back and he just really hasn't had it out there with the 49ers i know you know breeders look good at, at times out there but they just really haven't had that guy and that's what jerick mckinnon is and i still think that this is a team that has some big plans for that pass catcher running back which to me equals fantasy points i'm thinking we could possibly be looking at a high-end running back two to a running back two and jerick mckinnon if he can stay healthy and i know that's a big if matt i really do know that's a big if but we're talking about somebody who's been free for a long time that could potentially be a running back to maybe if the cards align right, definitely with the way the running back room looks now could be that one year sneaky PPR running back one, if you know what I mean. So to me, the price is still low enough where I'm buying Jarek McKinnon. I, 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 I have both feet in. I, the, I know they're in concrete and cinder blocks and I'm sinking fast, but I'm hoping I'm hoping <laughs> I'm in a kiddie pool and it's all safe because I'm really liking Jerick McKinnon staying in San Francisco. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to make the final roster. But if he does, Matt, look out. This is somebody for years now that Kyle Shanahan has envisioned in his offense. And now after two years, will we finally get a chance to see Jerick McKinnon and what Kyle Shanahan has in stow for him? Because it's looking right now that Jerick McKinnon is in the mix for the San Francisco 49ers. I love it, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it as well. It's what we've been waiting for. You know, we've, we've talked almost ad nauseum how how we like any running back basically in, in that system, but particularly the pass-catching running back. So I'm not sure how much more I have to add to that, but um, I'm excited for McKinnon. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, this is obviously his last shot. He's restructured his deal, which usually, you know, when, when contracts, when they don't actually say like, hey, he's converting bonus, you know, to that, you know, salary to bonus or anything like that. And it's not one of those obvious, you know, there's three years left type of thing. It usually means that they cut his salary and he's just, he's just taking, he's just taking less money to stay there, which is what I, which was, is what I would expect at this point in McKinnon's career. Um, after he got paid a ton of money to basically just be injured for two years. 
No, so, for sure. Um, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see if they get any kind of return on him, or if fantasy owners get any kind of return on him. I would definitely buy him at the at the right price. Like if somebody's not uh, overvaluing McKinnon at this point in his career, I would feel very comfortable. I don't know what that point is. I mean, I would definitely give a third for the guy for sure right now, easily. Hundred um, percent. Just to just to roll the dice on that. I'm not sure if I, I depending on the second where it was at. I might feel comfortable giving like a very late, uh, very late, late, man. It would have, it would have to be a very late in this round. So I'm, I'm, you know, you're, you're talking most like, most likely a third round draft pick. And if somebody can bite on, you know, somebody will bite on that. Um, I'm all for that. Kind of all thing. for it, Matt. I'm all for it. And then, of course, running backs left out there. Still, we still have Lamar Miller. Uh, we still have Devontae Freeman. We still have Melvin Gordon available. Todd Gurley's name's been mentioned in trade talks. I don't see anybody biting on that, though, as well. And we're looking for teams to sign hey, running backs. Man. Hey, man. Hey, man. David Johnson got traded. Just remember. Matt, that. there's only one Bill O'Brien out there. And sorry, he's already been <laughs> bent over and given to. So right now we have the Falcons that need to run him back. We have the Bucks that need to run him back. The Broncos need to run him back still because they said they want to upgrade. And potentially you can possibly see the Bills, even though I like Devin Singletary as well. But to say the least, Matt, the running backs, you know, this is a strong running back class. But the running back window, the money going out to some of these guys has gotten a little bit smaller. It definitely has. Um, it, it, the well is starting to dry up a little bit for these. I mean, I, honestly, I think Melvin Gordon's going to sign for less than he wants. Oh, Devontae yeah. Freeman is is definitely going to have like a very a team friendly deal, and the rest of these guys might just be sitting out there for a while. It, there's, I mean, there's just that many good running backs coming in to the league via the draft this year that that I think. Teams are going to feel very comfortable just waiting. Yeah, Freeman's definitely um, going to take minimum. I think I hope Melvin Gordon's a lesson to a lot of people. You know, unless you're got literally like Saquon Barkley's, just don't hold out, man. I mean, Melvin Gordon had an option to make ten million dollars a year, twenty million dollars guaranteed with the Chargers, on top of all the money he lost already, which he's never going to get back. And he's not signed yet. I hope Melvin. You know, these running backs. I know it sucks, man. I know it sucks, but you're you're a devalued position even though your stars of the game, just get your money, man. Anytime you can just get, get your that money, money. Exactly. Get that guaranteed money and, 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 you know, cash in that check, dude, because it's not going to be around forever and you're never going to be able to make this money ever again. Yep. So that's it for this episode. The nerd herd episode, which you're going to jump into right next, uh, is going to be, we're talking some about some of these tight ends, some big moves out there with, you know, Austin Hooper and some trades with Hayden Hurst. And then we're gonna talk about the receivers, which of course, two gigantic trades of Deandre Hopkins and Stefan Diggs. Who do we like better? Who do we like worse out here? There's a lot to talk about still, even though we've been talking about over for an hour, Matt, we still have a lot to talk about. Go ahead. We jump into the receiving position. In the meantime, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at dynasty rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. So much good content out there. I, I mean, man, is there a lot of content out there. We're pump, pump, just pumping out article after article. Make sure you take advantage of the Nerd Herd for the price of a cup of coffee. You get exclusive rankings, new tools, um, the bonus podcast we talked about, and the Dynasty Nerds film room to fill up your time. Make sure you check out the, uh, the Facebook group. If you have the time, leave us a rate and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. We're almost at a 1060 reviews uh, appreciate every one of those and of course like i mentioned earlier subscribe to the youtube channel dynasty nerds youtube channel get on there so much content coming 
We're really excited about that. We're going to be putting a lot of work into that. So make sure you subscribe now uh, so you don't miss any of that to the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. Until then, we'll be back next week. I hope everybody out there stay safe. Stay home if you can, but more importantly, wash your hands. Stay safe. Avoid contact. This disease is not, you know, it's, it's, it's serious, fellas and gals. Um, so let's take it seriously. And I want everybody out there to stay safe. I want everybody's family to stay safe as well. So sit back, watch some dynasty rookies, listen to a couple podcasts and, uh, NFL draft to be here before we know it. We'll get through this all together and football be here before we know it. Let's get into this rookie class next week. As we start with the rookie tight ends, Matt, two episodes of that. Ooh. And right after that, in two weeks, we're jumping into these running backs and that's when the fun's really going to get rolling. So guys, we we'll back next week. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.